0: He was the, like, representative being like, yeah, I'm from 4chan, dude.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think I'm a boomer. I think I'm a zoomer. I think I'm a doomer. Damn, I'm like a zoomer. Okay. E-double-G-W-H-I-T-E. Coming with the heat. I stay fooling with my bot. My tunes will make your speakers hot. Dance, play, hop, scotch,
0: Welcome to the Grillcast, the only podcast in the world dedicated to radical centrism. I am your host, Orion, and joining me today as always is Micah. Howdy. And we have a very special guest today. We have the admin of the page Extreme Centrist Memes for Hardline Moderates.
2: Hey guys. How we doing today, buddy? Doing great. Uh, Glad to be on the Grillcast. It's a real bastion of radical centrism, as always, and uh, yeah, just glad to be here.
0: That's uh that's what we aim for. Now you you run a page which is arguably the largest hub for radical centrism on the entire internet with about forty-four thousand followers?
2: Mm-hmm. Dude. It's uh it's a good source of dopamine. I'll give it that.
0: How does it feel to have such such a large influence to be such a uh such an advocate, a large advocate for our ideology? <laughs> It's a,
2: it's a dizzying position, really. It, it feels... I mean, it's almost like being the leader of the country, isn't it, really? Being the leader of a medium-sized meme page.
0: <laughs> it's basically the same thing. A little more
2: influential, though. Tell you what, though. Where the real power is is admining a Facebook group. Now, that is that is heady. That's exhilarating.
3: Oh, do you admin a group?
2: I've admined a couple in the past. It's never gone brilliantly.
3: So, you know, obviously you use a lot of... You know, you use this page... You know, in a, in a, it's it's meant to be humorous. You know, you got a lot of memes and things like that. Um, I just want to be sure, you know, 100% positive that uh, you are a, a, a true dedicated centrist and not some kind of poser.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a lot less ironic than people assume. <laughs> but whenever so- I... My favorite thing is when I post just a rubbish meme with some stupid opinion that I've not thought about for more than a few seconds, and then all the fans of the page are like, ah, see that? That's so many layers of irony. He's, he's a genius. Guys, if you don't like it, you just don't get it. Mm.
0: Exactly. We are not ironic here. No. Every opinion that I've espoused is something that I hold dear to my heart. I don't even know what irony is. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> mm.
2: A dietary supplement or
3: something? I don't know. A dietary supplement.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, we're gonna we'll we'll go ahead and start off with our first segment today. A couple episodes ago, we had uh, Matthew McConaughey and some clips that he had espousing radical centrism. He's back on the scene. He's back on the scene, telling us all why we should embrace his ideology.
4: Yes, well actually what happens I think and because I you know you, you need liberals. What I don't think we need is the ill liberals. And what I don't think that some liberals see is that they're often being cannibalized by the ill liberals. Has he ever defined now, that term? You know, there are extremes on both sides uh, that I think are unfair that I don't think are the right place to be the extreme left and the extreme right completely illegitimize the other side um, um the liberal and the conservative side which we need in certain places they the two extremes illegitimize those those two sides um, or they exaggerate that that side's uh, stance into an irrational state that that makes no sense and and that's not fair when either side does that um you know we're we're to We've, the, where, where the waterline is going to land on this freedom of speech um, and, and what we allow and what we don't and where this cancel culture goes, where that waterline lands is a very interesting place that we are engaged in right now as a society of trying to figure out because we haven't found the right spot.
0: Now, I think what he's trying to say here is that we just don't need illiberal people. I think he heard us talking about sending them to the grill logs. He probably listened to our episode. I think he's yeah, a fan. Yeah, probably. And I think that that's what he means. Yeah. He's, he's implicitly saying, we need to get rid of these people. Where freedom of speech is going to land is going to be that you espouse radical centrism or you get the fuck out of our society. Oh, yeah.
3: He also seems He seems as if he's evolved into a college professor. <laughs> <laughs> uh I don't know. How
0: can you be a college professor without any students to hit on the...
3: We're
2: his students. (laughs) That'd be a great class. I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I would go. Definitely tune in on Zoom at the very least. Yeah, so. yeah.
3: like, I wouldn't pay for it, but I'd, I'd join the Zoom call.
0: That'd be great if you could just pirate college.
3: <laughs> so is this, he's he's talking to Good Morning Britain here.
0: Yeah, he's going worldwide with his radical centrism. People are starting to listen.
3: I'm not sure I understand, though, because he's, he's, like, he's talking to, talking about America, he was talking about American politics with Russell Brandt before.
0: Radical centrism is an international ideology. Mm-hmm. It's something that applies to us all, as our extreme centrist friend from the UK here clearly illustrates. Uh,
3: Extreme centrist, you don't, you don't really identify with the British Democrats or the British
2: Republicans, right? (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) I just, the UK is an interesting one in that it's not like the US, where we've got a kind of a clear right wing and left wing party. We've just got like different shades of. Incompetent party. I see.
0: Here in America, we have this thing where everyone's like, "Well, if we had more than two parties, you know, everything would be so much better." Do you think that that's true? Do you think that having a multi-party system is uh, has helped your society?
2: Um, no, no, it hasn't. (laughs) It's because essentially, it's kind of like a two-party system, but there's like some extra parties that just get to nag people about specific stuff. It's like because of the way it works, we've got like the Scottish Party like the, <laughs> the, the welsh Scottish. party and they're basically only the ones that can get elected apart from the two main ones and so it's just a two-party system but with a little bit of like whinging from the colonies
3: right there are regional parties yeah yeah i think like 200 years ago we had regional parties makes some sense doesn't it no like
2: the confederacy yeah <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, yeah i guess you could say you could say that
2: when people say they support localism that's something that always is interesting for me because people very much like oh if we just let local communities decide for themselves like let them police themselves but uh, what happens when the community is racist what what about when they're like all right yeah now we've not got a national government we're just like local guys making decisions for ourselves we can finally kick the mexican family out of town
0: well
3: you just
2: yeah you just can i vote for those guys (laughs) (laughs) uh
0: I'm joking, I love immigrants. How else could I like severely underpay people to do labor on my houses? Gotta have them.
2: Someday I will find out whether or not you legitimately own rental properties.
0: <laughs> do you think I would lie about something like that just for internet clout? Absolutely.
2: One
3: of us. One of us <laughs> is, I'll t- I'll tell you this. One of us is a landlord. Mm.
0: That's
2: uh keeping us guessing
0: one of us is a landlord and so is the other one <laughs>
2: it's a it's a technically true statement I think I'm kind of forced to be a centrist regardless of my personal views because in my family I've got like landlords gay people exactly. like very left-wing people some very yep. very right wing people it's uh I'm not really got a choice.
3: Yeah, well, you got to get along with all these people. So it, it kind of forces your perspective to open up. You know, you open it up a little bit.
0: You see, that's the sad thing, though, is that they have so many people that they know and love from different facets of life. They have different ideologies and opinions. And rather than say, huh, maybe everybody has like a lived experience that's valid in some way. Maybe everybody has their own ideology because they've reached it due to their circumstances. They say, no these people were brainwashed in my life and i have to cut them out i have to excise them like a tumor it's honestly really sad i i have a lot of friends that are very left-wing i have friends that are like communists and then i have friends that are like bordering on alt-rightishness and i mean i just try and talk to them and be like hey like I think your ideology is kind of retarded in this particular spot right here. I think there's a bit of a blind spot and I think when you just talk to people, you just, you know, you you walk away with more respect if you keep an open mind.
2: Yeah, 100%. I think it's cuz people can these days. They're just they're just their whole life can be a circle jerk cuz they like they move away from home, they live in some uni town or move to a new town for work. Everyone they know is either like the same demographic as them or their internet friends. And so it's just a it's an echo chamber, isn't it? Whereas if you just like have to live with your boomer grandparents and like make them breakfast every day and listen to their opinions while you do it, it's a lot harder to uh, be in that kind of echo chamber. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think the internet in that way is really there. There's this idea when the internet started where it's like, you know, we're gonna have a bunch of different opinions and ideas, and people are gonna have such a free flow of information nope. that we're going to be able to understand each other better and we're going to we're going to ascend Nope. and no our <laughs> no. fucking monkey brains could not handle that so instead we're like oh other people's opinions instead i'm going to I hate you totally block them out <laughs> i hate you <laughs> yeah exactly
2: uh, that's and i yeah. think part
0: of that is facilitated by being able to look at the most retarded people that disagree with you and be like yeah that's all of them
2: oh yeah, yeah. that's people love those like little punchy twitter screenshots don't they that like it's probably some like depressed 15 year old that has absolutely <laughs> <Yeah>. no power <laughs> and they'll pass their around to, like, this shows that the left is gonna kill us all or something
0: like yeah that's something uh, i try and keep in mind whenever i whenever i see someone be retarded on the internet especially if you don't like see their face at all it's like that that's probably like a 15 year old <laughs>
3: it's the echo chamber and just like the vast amount of egotism and so like no matter what if someone who has one perspective collides with another one, they just they just it causes them to become so mad mm. that you know they can't they can't just talk to people like I can fucking talk to anyone. I don't I don't get upset. You know,
2: like yeah.
0: that's a big part of centrism and being such a big brain is that you're unrustleable.
2: Yes. will not you just accept that it's okay for other people to be wrong, and it's not your job to fix everyone you meet on the internet? I think life's a lot less stressful. Yes, because you've got some people who just will not rest until they've absolutely exhausted a 200 comment thread, and it's just go outside. <laughs> they they actually
3: ex- like they'll actually expect the person to eventually like you know paragraphs down the thread to respond <laughs> with them. okay yeah you're right My <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah the ideology I've held for <laughs> the past two years you know you've refuted it yes <laughs> I'm racist now well shit.
0: That's why I don't try and fix people. I just try and make people mad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it worked. It's very easy these days.
0: It's more rewarding. Yeah. So uh, you you fellows want to move on to some Alex Jones clips?
2: Yeah, man. Always I up know. for some Alex Jones clips.
0: Now, I asked you this a little earlier, but uh, as someone from the UK, do you feel that Alex Jones represents America?
2: Oh, absolutely. He's like... He's what everyone sees as like the pinnacle of America, isn't he? Like big lad, big red-faced, extra chins, like big booming voice, strong opinions. I think he's he's as American as apple pie.
0: I agree. I I think whenever I think of Alex Jones, I think true American. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll go ahead and pull up those clips. Look at him. For context here, uh, Alex hosted Joe Rogan on his show. Alex went on Joe Rogan's show, you know, about a month ago or so. It was when Joe Rogan was doing Sober October and Joe Rogan was just pissed. He couldn't handle Alex Jones. I don't think anyone can handle him sober. He's just too high energy. And uh, so Joe goes on Alex's show, and he gets on his level. He gets fucked up, and they have a lot better discussions. So I'm going to go ahead and start off with this one.
5: And I'm not a leftist or a rightist. I'm a pro-human person, and so I've been typecast with this whole Trump thing. I'm not running for That should be a
1: T-shirt you sell on Infowars.com. I'm not a leftist. I'm not a rightist. I'm a pro-human person. Well, that's in what quotes, I want to do. Alex I, Jones, deal. I,
5: I've, I've supported Trump. you oh, did a good job awards.com. in many ways, but I'm not Trump. I was part of the pro-human movement that Trump skateboarded in or surfed in on. And so to the left, I'm not saying, leave me alone, stop attacking me. I'm just saying, you've taken facsimiles of me and then created sculptures of a demon that is partially, <laughs> me, partially what you made up. And I'm just saying it's yeah. stupid because I don't care if you're black, white, old, young, gay, straight, whatever it is. I want you to have pro freedom and a future and I and, and I'm
1: not the person that they've taken out of contact. No, you're now. not. You're not. You're not. And that's why you and I are friends. You're- Joe Rogan is actively working on
0: grill building Alex Jones. <laughs>
3: yeah. He got him to he, he got him to say I'm not a Trump supporter. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not a leftist. I'm
0: not a rightist. That that seems legit. Like you know, when I watch him and he's saying that you know the election was stolen and all this stuff, I I think that's smack dab in the center guy.
3: You could see the truth being reflected off of Joe Rogan's forehead and into Alex's <laughs> eyes. Uh,
0: I think Joe lost his hair because his brain was like pushing, <laughs> pushing it out like swelling in such a way that it came out like Play-Doh.
2: <laughs> it's a real much made in heaven, these two.
0: They really are. It's like peanut butter and jelly. If they could just have their own podcasts every week, I would I'd put a whole condo's rent towards that. So uh, in this next video, Alex Jones explains how he became wing cucked, and Joe tries to help him out
1: of it. This, this should but be interesting. But we've got to avoid conflict, if at all possible. And too many people today are celebrating conflict. They're encouraging conflict. It's dumb. And I used to, not even
5: knowing, I've been feeding it. So They're I'm, living off a of conflict. I, I agree. I've been an addict of it and fighting the left, and I, I can't get out of it. And I don't want to stop. I don't want to hate the left. I don't want to be at war with them. And then they lie about me, so it makes me double down. It becomes mindless.
1: Just I don't know how to get out of this cycle. One of the best know. ways to get out of it is stop considering yourself as left or right. No, I used to say don't but be don't, left. Or right, don't paranoid. even uh, forget it's, left. It's not really left. It's a small percentage. It's a political on the left. weird
5: fascist stuff.
1: It's the, the extremes of each side always define what we consider to be that side. It's the it's the political left fascists
0: that are making Alex a wing cuck. He never wanted to be a wing cuck. He was always you know, he was always a centrist. He's just been pushed into it by the fascist left.
3: It's kinda true. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh I you do I mean you do I, I feel like you, you do see that in a lot of people though. I mean I wouldn't call them fascists, but like we're left like left wingers. They're so they'll, they'll just be so obnoxious about about things that they push people who are in the center to to the right. So I I might be able to believe that happened to Alex Jones.
2: I stand by most people their main political drive is who they find the most annoying. I think people yes. become right wing because they find the left irritating. They become left wing because they find the right irritating, and it's just that's what it boils down to in the end political action is just a giant fuck you <laughs> <laughs> owning the libs i think is it an insightful it's an insightful phrase because that's what it's all about
0: i i completely agree with that i i mean i know people that were pretty moderate kind of just a little liberal or whatever and then they saw trump supporters being giant retards and they're like yo fuck these people i'm gonna go further into the left and you know they they join groups that make fun of retarded Trumpers.
3: They vote for Bernie in the primaries.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it It's a cycle, and it happens on both sides. I'm not gonna pretend I yeah. haven't
2: fallen for that before. The key to being a centrist is to make sure that you look at annoying people from both sides say you hate all of them.
0: That's the only way that you can become truly grill-pilled. If you if you look at too many annoying people on one side, you'll be pushed, you know, towards wing cuckery. You have to balance your diet, you know? It's like eating vegetables and meat. Yeah,
3: it's a lot of work. Frankly, just being like a political nihilist would probably be the easier path.
0: It's why I make sure to uh, enjoy a nice big steak for dinner, but have a soy milkshake on the side to balance yeah. it out.
2: Can't have too much testosterone.
0: And that's hard for me. That's hard for me, to be honest, like... I went to the doctor one time, and they they said, "Look, you're like too high tea. We have to we have to give you the supplement to bring that down." Obviously, I said no, but I started drinking some <laughs> soy milkshakes to uh, balance myself out a bit.
3: And that's when your it voice might changed. gone overboard.
0: <laughs> Fuck you, Micah. I have a golden voice. All right, uh, we got we got another clip to play. Joe Rogan denounces all ideologies. Joe Rogan is a true centrist. I wouldn't put them in the radical
1: centrist camp. I'd put them in the true centrist camp. Well, I, I think there's a real problem with ideologies, is that like we naturally want to be connected to people that will protect us. And then we think, if I subscribe to this ideology, they will protect me, whether it's Mormonism or Scientology or liberalism or progressivism. Or no, agree. conservatism we or nationalism, like there's a lot of these really wacky de- definitions for what a human being is. And I would rather a pro-human futurism. Yeah, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I think we need to abandon sex robots. All of them.
0: Now, see what what I think is really funny about that is that you know Joe Rogan specifically calls out nationalism. Alex Jones is a nationalist through and through, but he's I don't know. He's, he's so cucked by Rogan, by his superior big brain, that he's just like, yeah, I'm, I agree. <laughs> Fuck nationalism. Uh, I
2: think everyone deep down acknowledges that centrism is just better. I think that's why so many wing cucks pretend to be centrists, or when they're talking to a centrist, they're kind of Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, my ideology is rubbish as well. But then as soon as they go home, they're back at it with the whatever they are. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly, Fucking exactly. Posers. Because, like, you know, in your heart of hearts, I think this is true of everyone. They know they're stupid. I know I'm a stupid person. Like, I, I assume everybody knows deep down that they're kind of dumb, that their ideas aren't really true in all respects, that they're not really experts on economics, immigration, they aren't experts on health care, they aren't experts on the political system in general and so i think that you know you get to a point where in your heart you know the center is truly superior right.
3: it's 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 a whole lot of guessing i mean like we're just posturing most of the time we don't actually fucking know well i mean i, I assume you probably know you have a fucking meme page
2: <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> the more the more i see of internet politics and the more hot takes are post, the more I realize, like, I'm literally a fucking monkey. This is very <laughs> stressful. I hate this. <laughs> Please stop. Base. Incredibly base. I honestly like my new life plan. Over the last couple of months, has been to move to bloody Canada and start a farm there. And I genuinely Canada. credit internet politics with a lot of that because it's just it's it's accelerated the natural realization that I've got a monkey brain and I'm living in a robot world.
3: Why Canada? Come here. <laughs> Join
0: very us. difficult
2: to immigrate to the US, unfortunately. Join us. Yeah.
0: Is it easier to
2: immigrate to oh, Canada? Yeah. Way easier, yeah. unless well, you're then... basically like some like high flying scientist, or you're marrying an American. No way in, really.
0: Hmm. I mean, you could just like move in. There's a lot of people <laughs> yeah. who
2: do that. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard rumors.
0: It's it's easier to get here and live here illegally, but yeah, I would say it's just, harder to be here
3: legally. Just get a visa and just don't leave. They'll they will never come after you.
2: I've heard you've got like ice camps or something. They sound pretty cool. Is it like a winter wonderland kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. They give <laughs> yeah, out Santa, hot cocoa. Santa
0: lives there.
2: They give out hot cocoa
3: and blankets, and you know they tell stories to kids. We're right my street. I'm honestly surprised it's something that Trump. uh Trump passed, you know, he got going.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it started
0: with him, as we all know. Yeah. So our next video, uh, Joe Rogan explains how wing cuckery is proliferated into the mindset
1: of the American public. I think all of us, right, left, center, extremes on both sides, we can all agree that what is really fucking missing is communication. And no one feels like their voice is heard. And the best way to do, to get your voice heard at all is shouting. Whether it's on Twitter or Facebook or YouTube, the best way to get heard is to fucking shout. No, you're right. You're right. But that, I did that myself. But, that, but that's not necessarily the best voice. <laughs> that's no effect. Right. And it's not necessarily the best voice in terms of, like, what's the best idea? Well, exactly. You get attention, but it doesn't do anything. So- He's
5: literally shouting.
3: <laughs> he just keeps, he yeah. just keeps calling him out.
1: Yeah, Alex Jones is like,
0: yeah, you know, shouting. That's really stupid. I don't know who would do that. But wait, what they're saying is the reason that the grill cast isn't bigger is because we're not yelling enough. I
2: think you might be right about that. That's something
0: I just realized.
2: We need to shout over each other more. Yes, pick it up. High energy. If I was high energy, I probably wouldn't be a centrist. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's true. I think we're we're doomed to uh, obscurity because we're not we're not loud enough. You know, we're too calm. We're like NPR, basically. We don't
2: we don't care enough. <laughs> Centrism is just like the political ideology of like those guys on Reddit that just comment. Well, actually,
0: <laughs> actually, yeah. I, I can I can kind of agree with that. It's a nuanced
2: party. Mm. I guess the difference is centrists do go outside. We do, yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have to get those eviction notices posted somehow. Apparently you can't <clears throat> just email them anymore.
2: <laughs> Sad. It is. I've, honestly, this whole land phobia thing. I've only learned about it recently, and it's really hard to uh, unlearn my rentoid privilege to be honest. Oh
3: yeah, dude, it's it's a serious
2: issue.
0: It's a process. It's a process, but the first step is acknowledging the privilege that you have.
3: Yeah. An easy step you can another easy step you can take is to to start, I guess at the neck, the beginning of next month, start tipping your landlord. Way ahead of you. You know, at least 15%.
2: That's the low end, but that's a bit stingy in my opinion, 15%. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's,
3: that's, that's if you if you're of limited means, you know, but if if you have you know more to give than you know. Upwards of thirty percent would be would be a great way to give back.
0: Make sure to give your landlord a Christmas present too.
2: Mm, absolutely, but I just think you know some people don't like being around poor people. So I think if anything, if you are of limited means, you really need to give more to compensate for that. Yes,
0: exactly, because you don't want to. You don't want your landlord to be poor, because then you'd be associating with the poor. <laughs> we just want a living wage.
2: Mm, amen, brother. Isn't everybody in the UK like a renter? What we did have back in the day was with Thatcher, she sold, she let people buy their social housing. So you've got more homeowners than you used to, which is nice, but uh, a lot of renters. Yeah. People like the idea, there's this whole like, an Englishman's home is his castle. So a lot of like middle class people have a kind of aesthetic desire to own a house, even though it's actually some like little semi-detached place that isn't their castle because they're not allowed to self-defense. <laughs> right. God,
0: that must be brutal. I can't, like, as an Americoid, like, I can't even fathom not being able to own many guns.
2: And many homes.
0: (laughs) And many homes.
2: Uh, The UK's an interesting place on that regard.
3: Yeah, see, it could be worse. You know, people give us a lot of shit, you know, with the landlording stuff, but it could be worse. You know, the, the landlordship, it could be like over there where it's concentrated only in the hands of very few. Whereas here, you know... Many people have only the, the royalty
2: owns, yeah. You see, that's actually what I think a lot of people miss is that the United Kingdom isn't a liberal democracy, it is it's an anarcho capitalist state. The Queen owns all the land. Wait, what? And <laughs> the Queen, like, no one well <laughs> ever line. The Queen legitimately owns all of the land. Well, her family, the Crown, owns the land, and everyone just lives on it with her permission. So it's just She's like an ANCAP warlord who's just decided that kind of (laughs) role-playing as a liberal democracy would be fun. You you literally cannot refute that. I've had a lot of people be angry when I say that, but they cannot refute it because it's true.
0: Well, many people get angry at the truth. They do.
3: They do. Mm. I kind of like that, to be honest with you. Total authority in the hands of this, like, one old woman.
0: Uh, Yeah, it's kind of a bummer that it's in the hands of a woman, but otherwise it's pretty base.
2: (laughs) Uh yikes. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, we'll go on to the next video. We just got a couple more here. So in this video, Joe further helps Alex get out of the wing cuck mindset. He's helping break the conditioning, as it were.
1: And if you really care about people, and if you really care about the future, you want the right idea to get through, not your idea, not the idea that you've committed to. You want Gregory, the open ideas. mind is this good,
5: but how do you finally choose an idea at some point you got to choose an idea.
1: You don't have to says who? Oh shit. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, Alex was so stumped right there. Alex never gets stumped. He always has something to say. And Joe's like, you don't have to choose an idea. And that just broke his fucking mind.
2: Oh, uh. See, that's, I I always, people have this assumption that, like, you as just some, like, random person has to have, like, a comprehensive policy platform for everything. But, like, who gives a shit what, like, citizen number 5044 thinks about healthcare? Like, what's he, it's not like he can change the healthcare system, is it? You can just not think about it, it's fine.
3: The guy that fixes your toilet, or the dude who's the cashier at McDonald's, or, like, the fucking toll booth worker, like, nobody cares, nobody cares what they have to say.
0: (laughs) as it should be <laughs>
3: so yeah they don't have to choose none of us should really have to choose I mm. refuse to choose mm. personally
0: and that's tr- actually strength refusing to choose yeah. because people will try and bully you into choosing they'll say well don't you care about other people don't you care about this or that and saying no I don't
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's powerful
3: yeah.
2: yeah. yeah it's empathy fatigue isn't it like We've got little monkey brains that are designed to care about like your little hunter-gatherer tribe. You cannot apply that to bloody seven billion people. It's just, it's tiring. So you've just got to be like, no, I'm going to move to the wilderness with my family and care about them and the rest of you can fuck off unless you like my meme page.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you guys are cool. You can stay. All I care about is me, my own, and the roughly 100 subscribers to my podcast. (laughs) Everyone else can eat a dick. Now, we got a couple clips here that are... uh, Alex, later in the interview, he gets wasted, as he tends to do. He is absolutely fucked up. And in this clip, he lives out his trans fantasy.
1: (laughs) That's a... She checks all the boxes. She's a woman of color. You know, she's a... Talking about Tulsi Gabbard here. Mommy Tulsi. A veteran. She's a congresswoman. She's rock solid. Would you marry her? No, she's got a great man already. Alex Jones. Are you gay for Tulsi Gabbard? What? (laughs) That doesn't even make sense. If I was a woman... And they wanted to have a threesome. I might do it. I'm gay for her. If you wanted to <laughs> think of yourself as a woman, who would you be, Alex? Marilyn Monroe. Really? Go back to the Kennedy days. <laughs> Kennedy's like. Yeah. Would you I want like John Kennedy? Miss yeah. Joe DiMaggio. This is
5: very. How do you know this? Yes, I am. I am Marilyn Monroe. I'm not Bill Hicks. I'm Marilyn Monroe. Right. I have sex with Joe DiMaggio. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> who, would, uh, who would you guys? Who would you guys be if you could be a woman?
2: Oh, Margaret Thatcher. Oh, that's a hard one. Ah, I've got to say, Andrew Yang's wife. Not because I even know who she is, apart from that she's got a clever job, but just because she gets to be with Andrew Yang.
3: Yeah, I'd be Michael Jackson. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Transracial. <laughs>
3: Yeah, you get the best of both worlds.
0: You know, that's that's really interesting that he was transracial before anyone yeah. had ever done it.
3: Yeah, and nobody thought of it. Nobody, <laughs> nobody thought nobody of it even before. Would, nobody would say, like Nobody would say anything. Uh...
0: You know, like, Rachel Dolezal, I think that's her name, she gets shit on for it. But, like, I don't know, like, Michael Jackson did it first, and he did it better, let's be honest. Like Definitely. He, he turned into, like, ghoul, ghost, <laughs> demon sort of deal. <laughs> Do you guys think he diddled those kids?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'd have to watch a Netflix documentary before I could have an opinion on something as complicated as that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I don't trust documentaries anymore. Ever since I watched the John McAfee documentary where they try and frame him for being some sort of murderer and like rapist and shit. Ever since I saw that, I was like, oh, these people are all liars too. Yeah. I mean, if
3: anybody ever asks me about that case or like OJ, oh, I mean, you know, I just I just default to, oh, uh, he might have.
0: Yeah. I wasn't there. I don't know. <laughs> <Doesn't> <laughs> that matter. makes some
3: people very angry. <laughs> yes. Like my dad.
0: <laughs> Boomers definitely have this thing where they need to have strong opinions.
3: Oh yeah. They
2: kind
0: of they kind of put us into this, this space where wing cockery thrived. Yeah, and it's up to our generation and particularly our podcasts and meme pages to break the conditioning to to, uh, you know, help people ascend beyond that. Boomers
3: kind of just like they sit on Facebook and type out in all caps, this is my
2: truth. the all caps thing i just don't understand it did it mean something different back in the day because it just it just seems unhinged it it (laughs) is
0: very unhinged i think that's part of what they're trying to convey is how unhinged they are i also think that uh you know maybe they learned to write in all caps oh you you ever see someone's handwriting that's kind of like that Mm. Yeah, I I think they also just have some problems with technology in yeah. general. Like I had my dad on the show, and it took me like an hour to get him logged into <laughs> Discord.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: I'm honestly terrified of becoming a boomer. Like TikTok, well, you'll makes never nervous. you'll never be a boomer. One day, I'm just afraid. People will look back and think of like millennials and Zoomers the way they think of boomers now. Right. I'm already a bit behind with TikTok and Fortnite and all of this stuff. And one day people are going to be like, I can't believe that he types in not all caps. Like that's such a that's such a millennial thing to do. That's where the that's where the default dance is from, man. Right.
0: Fortnite. Yeah. See, I think that that could either be a really good thing or a really bad thing. I think the millennials, uh, you know, they took what the boomers taught us and they applied it and made us even more wing cucked. <laughs> I have faith in the zoomers and the next generation to embrace centrism and to reject it. Yeah. It's all I have is that faith, really. Because mm. otherwise, we're completely fucked.
2: <laughs> uh.
0: All I know is I'm never getting social security, so.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: hopefully they figure out something better for me
2: i mean i'm sure post-apocalypse will have like gruel or something to feed to the elderly
0: <laughs> you eat some rats <laughs> all right well we got one more clip here alex alex goes full woke you know the through the whole interview he's talking about you know i want to be a centrist i want to break my wing cuckery. joe please help me and uh by the end of it it just didn't stick
3: Conversion therapy.
1: Imagine being like the hot chick back in like 1963. The cum dump. Well, look at it in a respectful way, Alex. The hot chick back in 62 when there wasn't that many of them. You know, there wasn't no Instagram models. Marilyn, cum dump or How dare you? You keep saying that.
5: (laughs) The meme gold here is Leviathan. You can tell he's visualizing it. <laughs> meme gold is the meme universe.
1: gold okay <laughs> Wow, i think we hit the wall what no
5: we did I, I didn't mean to talk bad about rolling Row. i think she's she, i don't know she's her she's an angel do you she's know her no i don't
0: <laughs> <laughs> see see alex keeps doing this thing where like joe's more famous than him and he's the only way he gets like a real platform outside of Infowars now So he just completely capitulates to whenever Joe's like, no, I don't, I don't agree with that. He's like, no, no, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry,
2: Joe. Make sure to lick the boot that feeds you.
0: Exactly. Exactly. But, uh, you know, that's the Alex that, that I want though. Calling people cum dumps. I don't think he's a centrist. I don't think he can ever be a centrist. And I think that part of being a centrist is being okay with that. Well, yeah.
3: come come on. He's up he. He did start off his career attacking George W. Bush.
0: Yeah, that is true.
3: So keep an open mind.
0: Maybe he's just so evolved, such a radical centrist that like it's it's hard to even pinpoint.
3: Or he's full of shit.
0: No, it couldn't. Nah, <laughs> no way.
2: Honestly, like, it's hard. I don't know if either either of you have listened to uh, Adventures with Extremist by John Ronson, because it's like he went around with Alex Jones like years, like decades ago, like back in Alex Jones's early days to infiltrate like weird rich people rituals and stuff. John Ronson thought that he might be putting on an act. But I think if he was ever putting on an act, it's like the mask has stuck to his face by this point. Like, I think he's just, he's gone off the deep end, and there is absolutely no going back out of that.
3: It's the buried too deep in the layers of irony meme.
2: Yeah,
0: exactly. You you can't really get away. Once you're a character like that, it becomes you. You know, once you build the InfoWars platform, this is who you are for the last 20 years, and one, one day you wake up and you look at the mirror, and you're like, this is inseparable from who I am.
3: Right. Like, was there ever, like, when was, when do you think there was a time where, like, Donald Trump, because I'd consider Donald Trump to be a character. Do Mm, do you think there was like a moment where he wasn't the way he is? Was it before reality TV that he was like, he might've been a little bit more, he was less ridiculous, less of a caricature?
2: It's a good question. Thing is, he used to just be a more articulate, less demented character. So I think it's hard to tell Mm. because it's more obvious now. But if you look at old clips of him, he's still just, he's a slightly suave, younger, better spoken version of himself. So I think it's, it's a gradual slip.
0: Yeah, it, it is interesting to see the way that, like... Because he does seem like himself, he talks about some of the same things. Not all the same things. Like, he used to be like, yeah, we need single-payer healthcare. Uh, we need to get rid of guns. Yeah, I mean, there's some things that he says the same things about, like trade with China... Yeah, I I would say that he's like the same person, but after reality TV, (laughs) he just kind of took the "you're fired" mindset with him and applied it to his politics.
2: (laughs) Don't think you're wrong. Yeah,
0: you know, for better or worse, I'm going to miss the guy.
2: Yeah, he made politics more interesting, didn't he? I mean, it's a bit easier when you don't live in America, I guess, to be detached from it. But he did he spiced things up, if nothing else.
3: Oh, absolutely.
0: No one could say that he didn't bring the entertainment factor. It almost makes me regret not just starting this show a lot earlier.
3: Yeah, basically if you if you don't think he's literally Hitler then he's he's wildly entertaining.
2: Yeah. See, that's a hard one because I think I think left-wingers call him fascist and all of that for the wrong reasons, but I think let's be honest, if you sent him to a South American small country and gave him a militia, he would absolutely kill people for <laughs> not doing what he wanted. No doubt in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah, in a, different, in a different setting, I could see that.
2: If he could have people on their knees shoot them in the head while he said, you're fired, that, like, you <laughs> cannot say he wouldn't.
3: I guess we'd have to... I guess we'd kind of have to expand upon why he can't do that here. I mean, if we're being honest, like, are, are we really... Can any of us really say, just because we live in, you know, a more developed country, that, like, that's never going to happen?
0: Well, because you'd probably lose honestly there's a lot more resources against him than for him yeah
2: it's hard isn't it because there's just a lot of people who uh make good money out of just being like judges and FBI people and i don't think they want to give that up stable system if nothing else right but we'll see when uh when the next disaster hits after this one i think that's going to be spicy again it's going to be good for podcasts and meme pages even if it's not very nice to live through that's uh that's what we live for yeah
3: that's all we can look forward to anymore is fucking memes
0: so um you you had a topic that you wanted to talk about sir extreme centrist and i think you touched upon it a bit earlier is the uh internet overload to and prim pipeline as it were
2: oh yeah absolutely because it's just I mean, firstly, just the whole kind of Ted Kaczynski aesthetic is pretty aesthetically pleasing on Minecraft. And I just think, <laughs> like, it almost, when you're just saturated and you've just had the same annoying conversation with a generic Wincock for the 300th time, sometimes you just wonder whether it would be better if the internet and politics didn't exist. Then. And you just like, wouldn't it be nice to throw a spear at a mammoth? Like, wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't you enjoy that more than whatever the fuck we're doing now? That is a
0: based and Ted pilled take.
2: I think in the moment, yeah, I would. But maybe like you know,
3: after the mammoth is dead and I'm like sitting around without a home and all I have is some like mammoth hide, I might I might miss some of the things I have now.
2: <laughs> uh, see, that's I think the centrist take on anarcho-primitivism is that I want to be anarcho-primitivist but I want other people to stay being miserable in cities so that they can, like, make toothpaste and, like, maintain the service to my meme page.
3: <laughs> bongo, 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 <laughs> yeah. I don't want to leave the Congo. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I think that Ted Kaczynski has seen kind of a revival in his ideology and a lot more people are interested in his manifesto and i think that is a direct result of people looking at uh you know the shit they see on the internet and looking at the society we (laughs) live in and it's it's disgusting you look at the beast and it disgusts you and it horrifies you and it's hard to see a way out other than taking the ted bill ultimately yeah yeah. unless you detach yourself Uh. with layers of irony like what other coping mechanism do you have?
3: I thought you were going to say taking the cyanide pill.
0: <laughs> that works
2: too. i tell you who I would love you to have on here is J-Reg. Because I think he... Have you, do either of you follow J-Reg at all? J-Reg. See,
0: J-Reg is interesting because he says he's an anti-centrist, but I consider that a form of radical centrism. Yeah,
2: I think you're absolutely right. As much as he might on some level of unclear irony or not, say that it's the opposite. I think it's it's the same thing, isn't it, really? Just, I'm a person that likes lots of different extreme ideologies. So is he. And it's, you know, centrist, anti-centrist. The real horseshoe theory is that they're the same.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They're two sides of the same coin. Yeah, I, I'd love to have them on, but, you know, it's hard to... When, when you have, like, 100 subscribers, it's hard to book
2: guests like that. <laughs> that's the thing, isn't it? <laughs> That's that's what, I want my meme page to get more likes, purely so that I can approach JREG as an equal. Right. Because as we know, that's where your worth as a person comes from, is your reach. The reach of your your online platform. Which is unfortunate. But,
3: I mean, you have to have some metric by which to uh, gauge how you're going to spend your time.
2: Mm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: It, it's like Joe was saying, you know, you have to be able to yell as loud as possible, and when you yell at people, you want them to be able to hear it.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's no good shouting on your own, is it? It's just a bit depressing. Or is, I mean, it's still depressing shouting to a large room of people that don't care about your opinions, but at least they can hear you. <laughs>
0: See, our podcast is kind of like shouting on the uh, street corner at people passing by wearing a tinfoil hat on your head.
3: And the people passing by already hate us.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, oh God, this fucking guy again. Take a shower. <laughs> Go outside.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, I'm already fucking outside. <laughs> Such is the life of a grill pillie.
2: I was genuinely considering if this was a if this was a video rather than just a voice podcast. I was considering whipping out the portable barbecue and doing a little bit of grilling as a as a bit of performance art.
3: I think one day that's that's going to be in the that's going to be in the works. The right? grill stream.
2: Yeah. Okay. Here's something I want to know your opinions on. Post-physique. Valid. Post-physique. Extremely valid.
0: (laughs) It's probably the most valid form of uh, debate, honestly,
2: because I'm
0: not going to listen to some fat nerd. (laughs) Look, all the listeners of my show might listen to some fat nerd, but I'm not going to subject myself (laughs) to that.
3: Uh, it's 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 kind of a show of confidence, I guess, you know. Like you have an, you have your online anonymous physique and people, people can pick up on that by the way you present yourself. And so they're like, okay, f- fuck you. What do you actually like?
0: Because I think you can really tell a lot about somebody by like, why would I listen to somebody who can't even put down a fucking pack of Oreos? <laughs> <laughs> Like, what, what valid criticisms could you possibly have? What valid ideas could you possibly espouse?
2: Yeah. The thing is, the the world's full of correct information and correct opinions, but you've got to choose which ones you actually care about and which ones you're going to listen to. Like, a correct opinion from someone whose opinion you don't value doesn't matter, does it?
0: No. No, it absolutely does not. What, what's your What's your take on post-physique? Does it, uh, does it mirror ours?
2: Yeah. I mean, I like the idea... I'd like it more if I worked out more, but... (laughs) (laughs) It is funny.
0: Post-physique in a COVID world where everybody's gotten fat as fuck. That's
2: hard. Gotta have some old photos saved.
0: Yeah, exactly. Post-pictures from when I was like 16.
3: Post-physique fishing.
0: (laughs) That's pretty based. All right, fellows. Well, is there anything else we want to cover today or are we uh how how are we feeling? I
3: think this was educational.
2: It was highly educational. So, it's been a joy and a pleasure. Now, I've actually I've got another guy that I'd like to nominate for uh, potentially a future episode of your podcast. So, yeah, he's a uh, just like libertarian filmmaker that likes making mini documentaries about stuff. And his scene because obviously Rhodesia is a real spicy one like a lot of actual white supremacists oh yeah but a lot of like just you know vaguely edgy white lads who just like the aesthetic of a kind of slightly combatty country fighting people are into it as well and so he just made this documentary and it took off like disproportionately for how good it was and um so it got picked up by this war reporter from the new york times like they've this guy clearly should not have been focusing on small YouTube videos because he, like, actually goes to Syria and, like, reports on real wars in real life. Right. But he just decided to do this article about how, like, white supremacists online are being spooky and giving Rhodesia new life. <laughs> spooky. Did he get, like, doxxed by the New York Times and shit? Basically, I mean, they published his name and stuff. I don't think anything ever came of it because, I mean, there's a lot of people with his name in that area, let's say. But, um... God, that's fucked. I mean... I had this one other, mate. He's a lefty. And he um, he was in some, like, dumb teenage group chat where someone suggested that they should, like, throw acid at conservative party supporters. Uh, as as your average teenager does, these days. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, like, published, like, his Facebook picture and his, like, full name and what town he lived in. He is some bloody 16-year-old. So it's all a bit a bit creepy.
0: God. Yeah, that's fucked up, man. It's just some kids talking shit on the yeah. internet. Who
2: cares? Yeah. I mean, it's it like, I mean... I've been at a boys' school. I know what teenagers talk about in private, and it's the, same. it's the same online, but now suddenly you can you can catch people doing it. And so I think it's a bit disingenuous, because let's be real, everyone said something spicy when they were a teenager. Yes.
0: Yeah, That's absolutely.
2: Definitely.
0: God, I'd probably be in prison right now if my teenage chats got out.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Um, doxing. Doxing is one of my pet peeves unironically considered starting a GoFundMe me just so that i can start a charity that like gives money to people who've been doxxed. yeah but then people would just people would just get
3: themselves doxed
2: <laughs> like, money, she, money, you know, money. That, like that woman who got um some like creepy journalist like found out that some random woman had an OnlyFans and like right. posted all her info because she wouldn't Get with him or something. Like it's
3: it's a yeah. part is on issue, isn't it? I think that's a whole separate conversation because, <laughs> like, who 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 knows who's fucking buying shit off OnlyFans and who's looking up who? And it's yeah. like you can't. I, I don't really think that counts as doxing. It's just like that's public, that's right.
0: you know. Doxing is something that happens to both sides, and it's like a it's a weapon that people use in this online era to try and silence people or to especially they take things out of context of the people say yeah. and they try and make them look like the worst piece of shit possible and then they're like all right let's go harass their family i'm not as bad as this guy yeah. fuck those people yeah. all right well i think we're gonna go ahead and close out the show i want to thank you so much for coming on it's been a it's been a swell yeah, time you very much
2: yeah it's been good fun um
0: you can find our extreme centrist friends on the Facebook page, extreme centrist memes for hardline moderates. Go ahead and go like that page, follow them, comment on their shit. Uh, you got you got some great shit on there.
2: Thank you very much. Of course, I'll be uh, sharing this episode on my page. So hopefully that'll help you guys Fist. in your centrist expansion. King.
0: That is a king move.
2: And uh, you're obviously welcome back anytime. I might take you up on that sometime.
0: All right peace out my grillers
1: <laughs> see you around i'm old as a boomer my mind said i'm everything cooler long as i'm not Laura lumen if you think i'm not number one i just spell that rumor hit that victory royale lonesome motherfucking coochie default dance on a bitch hit the default dance on a bitch floss dance while i'm flossing in a whip victory royale win that drop i hit self-incrimination i have no participation news keep asking i on not say shit
2: you can't have my conversation